So here we are in your rather plush offices here in Hammersmith, uh, July 2019. And when we look back and consider where Formula E has come, I, I guess it's actually quite symbolic when you walk around these ever-expanding offices. It just shows how well Formula E is doing. Has the success of the series surprised you? Has it come sooner than you expected? What are your feelings? Yeah, well, the offices were definitely not this plush when we started. We were, they were probably the size of the kitchen that we have here now. Um, I guess that's a good sign, but it has definitely surprised us, yes. And we are far, far, far beyond our best expectations. Um, when we started, we really didn't know what to expect. Um, and obviously, many, many people, there was a big consensus that this wouldn't work and that Formula was going to be, you know, how to have a short life. Um, and, you know, we were, of course, worried about that. When, when everybody tells you, oh, no, no, this is the wrong idea, and so on and so on, we were like, oops, maybe they're right. But, you know, luckily we decided to give it a try, and we thought we were right. And, um, yeah, we were maybe lucky, or also the times really changed in our favor, the whole kind of environment around us changed in our favor, and we probably were in the right place at the right time. So, um, yeah, it's a question where luck played a big role, obviously, and timing, which is obviously very important. And then we got kind of this momentum and then the thing started growing and growing and growing. And now, yeah, and now we still keep growing a lot. I mean, uh, we have uh, the last race of season five in one week in New York. And I mean, the number of meetings of companies and potential teams, I mean, we cannot have more teams because we're full now, but a uh, number of people want to get involved in one way or the other is it's huge. I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult to find space for all these for all these meetings. So, yeah, I guess it's a, it's a good sign. We, you know, touch wood. So when you say we, are we talking you and Jean Todd? How did it start? Was it your brainchild or his? I hear a little story about a Parisian dinner. Yeah, yeah. It was probably both. I mean, he, he came oh, out... But it's with, never both. It's one person... Some, someone took the idea to somebody else. So he um, asked me to have dinner with this other guy. Okay who um, was a former... I used to be in politics many, many years ago. So when I was in politics, I was sitting next to this... In Parliament, we were sitting next to each other. I was sitting next to this Italian uh, politician. Uh, his name is Antonio Tajani. And this guy was, at the time when Jean Todt got elected president of the FIA, he was the commissioner for industry of the European Commission. And within industry, within his portfolio, he had the, the motor industry, the car industry. So Jean said, you know Antonio? I said, yeah, I know him very well. Oh, it'd be interesting to meet with him just to have a chat. And I said, well, I'll set up a dinner in Paris. So I spoke to Antonio and he said, yeah, cool. I'd love to meet Jean Todd. Um, let's have dinner. So the three of us had dinner in this small restaurant in Paris in Estresa. And uh, we started just talking in general about where the industry was going and what was Antonio's opinion and so on. And Antonio kept saying, electric, 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 and all these new rules are going to be, you know, implemented about lowering CO2 emissions and the industry is really going to have to go electric is very important. And Jean said the FIA should have an electric car championship. And then I said, yeah, and I would want to do it. I'd like to be the promoter of that. So if we have to give the credit to someone to have the idea, it would be Jean because he's the first one who said we should have an electric car championship. Um, then a few months went by and, and uh, FIA did a tender and I came up with a project. And I think the, the key for us to get the... To, and then we were a group. I had an investor with me and so on. But the key for us to get the license from the FIA was that we proposed a real 
uh, racing product that could be feasible. And I think no one else really of the other bidders were, was coming from the racing world and they didn't really know. They were saying, we would like to, to create an electrical championship, but they didn't know how to do it. We knew how to do it. Mm. We thought we knew how to do it. Then it was very difficult to do it. But we at least we knew where to get chassis from, where to get batteries from, where to how to organize the races. And so we could get also a lot of talent from, you know, because we were coming from the world of motor racing. Mm. And, you know, I was in GP2 and doing a lot of stuff with Formula One in the sponsorship and television and so on. We knew. So, so FIA at the end gave us the, gave us the contract. And why were you personally so excited by this? Was it because you were anticipating the revolution in electric cars? You, you, you wanted to be part of this huge process, which well, you know none of us could have anticipated how big, I guess. But did you, you, did you have the foresight at that stage? Um, what I did see was that we were in trouble in Formula 1. So my world of my business was in Formula 1, around Formula 1. I didn't own a Formula 1 team, but I was doing a lot of business with sponsors around Formula 1. Uh, I did business with um, television rights in Formula 1 and I did also business with I had my own team in GP2 that was bringing drivers to Formula 1 so my main source of income was around Formula 1 and I started to see that if Formula 1 didn't become green it would it would be in trouble in the future because the world is going in one direction and you're going on a different direction and that never works you have to be on the same direction where things are going and even better if you if you get yourself ahead of where things are going and I saw about 10 years ago that the whole world was going to become a lot more concerned about the environment because the problem is becoming bigger and bigger and people are actually being more and more aware. So I thought we should create a green Formula 1. That is, or at least we should make Formula 1 green or if we cannot, and sadly it's really difficult to change things quickly in Formula 1, we have to create a new one. And that's where the big opportunity for the business is going to be. I mean, I would love to say I did this because I am... Um, a uh, to-the-core environmentalist, but I am an environmentalist, but I didn't do it for that. I did it because I thought it was the best way to position a business for the future. And, uh, yeah, it kind of happened. So, yeah. And, and was it ever considered a possibility where it could be a support series for Formula One? I mean, why don't we do this on the same weekend or at least a week before, like some sort of... Hmm. You know, when this was born... Bernie was at Formula One. And um, probably that was the luck for me. Because Bernie didn't, you know, he didn't really think that this was a um, strong enough uh, option. Um, I remember he called it milk float uh, competition no, at the time. Without any, I, I, Bernie, I, I have great admiration and we are friends for 20 years. But, you know, he just didn't believe in this. So we could create something separate. And I think it makes sense to keep it separate for, for a while and make it grow. And, and uh, Because we would not be able to grow if we were a support racer of Formula 1. Formula 1 would always be kind of like controlling us. And having said that, I think in the future there could be space for cooperation. But more on, um, I'm not going to say on an equal level, but you know, more on a way that we will, I don't know, make a kind of plan of our, our, our architecture for the whole future of the sport. Because I think Formula 1 is going to go electric eventually. Has to go electric. Um, the only question is when and we have this license with the FIA I mean it would be much better if we kind of build the whole architecture together having said that again uh, we have different shareholders different owners and they have different agendas so you have the same parent company there don't you yeah we have but uh, the, the same person actually not even a parent company but the same person on top 
is John Malone is a shareholder of all my shareholders, um, and also the shareholder of the Formula One shareholder. But but uh, that doesn't mean he um, directs the companies below. They are independent. They're listed independently. They are actually supposed to act completely independently and for the best interest of their shareholders, which is which are many many thousands of shareholders because they're public companies. So they act independently, and um, yeah, and for the moment the the guideline or the direction that we have is to just be independent, yeah. not to compete or not compete, because I don't think Formula E is a competition to Formula One, but uh, to be to go on our separate ways.